Chapter 2 Castle System 11.10, April 25th, 2736, Earth Standard Meridian Date Time Orbital Dry Dock, Merlin 4 Vice Admiral Mohammed Kane was a tall man, clad in a perfectly turned-out Black Castle Federation Space Navy uniform and a plain black turban. The last time Kyle had seen him, his skin had been tanned dark by the sun. But in the intervening months, that had faded to an almost sickly pallor. He passed glass as he stepped through the door, exchanging an uninterpretable glance with the smaller man. Somehow I have the feeling that Glass has stolen much of my thunder, the head of Castle's Joint Department of Space Personnel told Kyle, taking the chair behind the desk and laying a tablet on it. Is that actually his name? Kyle asked, buying himself time to regain some control of his temper as much as anything else. No, Kane confirmed Kyle's suspicion. It is the third I've known him by and I don't entirely believe the Federation knows his real name. All I can tell you is that he speaks for the highest levels of our intelligence apparatus. So what he told me was true? Kane sighed. I don't know for certain what he told you, he admitted. I can guess, though I can neither confirm nor deny any of it. Glass's conversation was off the record. Ours is not. Do you understand me, Captain Roberts? The Admiral's tone was apologetic, but there was also no mistaking the command. I guess, sir, Kyle allowed with a slow nod. Interrupted as we were, this is your meeting. What did you need from me? With Avalon laid up, you're at loose ends, and the Federation would like to put you where we think you can do the most good, Kane explained. And you're going to tell me that's not on the bridge of a warship? The junior man asked. Kane sighed again. We can argue the logic until the heat death of the universe, he pointed out. You know some of the background details, but the truth is that a purely administrative position is one of the big checks you're missing to make flag rank. That stopped Kyle in his tracks. I've been a captain for less than a year, he pointed out. I've been in the Navy, as opposed to the Space Force, for barely more than that. It's a little early for that, isn't it? Yes, the other man agreed calmly. But not too early for us to be considering it as your career progresses. We are at war, and war has an unfortunate, accelerating factor on military ranks. I don't expect to be pinning a star on you this year, Captain but I would be unsurprised to be doing so next year. An educational, administrative, or technical command would fill a noticeable gap in your record, he continued, and help soothe the opinions of those who see the stellar fox as a glory hound. I hate that nickname, Kyle grumped, and I'd happily trade glory just to have Michael Stanford back, or to not have brought home two crippled ships in six months. No one wants glory, sir. Michael Stanford had been Avalon's cag and his captain's strong right arm and friend. He died at Hui Xing because his captain hadn't been good enough. I agree, the admiral said quietly. But frankly, you need time away from a combat assignment. Time with ready access to a counselor and no new memories and losses. We don't have time for that. Kyle objected, 
and Captain Salas is still with Seventh Fleet, for that matter. I don't think we have enough shrinks for if my girlfriend dies on the front and I'm flying a desk, sir. The room was silent for a long moment, and then Kane chuckled softly. I see Glass got you more than a little riled up, he noted. I do, for the record, know probably about as much about his offer as you do, but I would appreciate it, Captain, if you at least let me explain what the Federation wants you to do before you take a dive into the black. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. We see two places that you could have an outsized impact on the war effort, the Admiral noted. My own suggestion, my biases being what they are, is to send you to the Academy. We're trying to rush our cadets through what's supposed to be a three-year program, even with neural...